Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Psalm 127, verse 3. In a sermon by Charles Spurgeon titled, How to Teach Children to Fear the Lord, he said this, We have heard that a child has good seed lying hidden in its very heart, but instead he has evil seed within his heart. God can place good seed there. You profess to be God's instrument to scatter seed upon that child's heart, then remember if that seed is not sown, he will be lost forever. His life will be a life of alienation from God, and at his death he will be thrown into the everlasting fire. Be careful then how you teach. Welcome, fruitful listeners, to our home, to a place of encouragement where, through God's word, we hope to inspire other Christians to grow in fruitfulness as image bearers of Christ in a way that is not just uplifting, but also life-altering. We do all of this out of love from our fruitful family to yours. Let's talk about it. Hello there, fruitful <laughs> listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Our Fruitful Family. I'm Jesse. I'm Cody. And we have been laying some groundwork for you guys in these first couple of episodes for everything that we plan to discuss with y'all later on to try to prevent unnecessary questions and whatnot from popping up later on down the road. So, Yes, primarily we have already discussed the wife's role in the household and the husband's role in the household right. just going through the order and so it only made sense since the verses we've really been referencing have husbands first wives right. and now we're going to talk about we're talking children. about children here <laughs> god's design you guys is perfect he made it so that a man and a woman would be married to one another for life, which is why he ordained that we become one flesh whenever we're joined in the marital union. In this marriage, we're supposed to live together forever by ourselves and be happily ever after, just like the, uh, just like the fairy tales, right? No, he's joking because my fairy tale has children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In Genesis, we hear that we are, as husband and wife, supposed to be fruitful. We are supposed to multiply, and as a result, we're going to have children, and we're going to raise disciplined children to know God and to bear good fruit accordingly. And Jesus said, What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. And while this episode is not discussing divorce god never intended for this for the family unit to be separated we as the parents must show our children through the things that we already discussed in the last two episodes that we as husband and wife are a strong fortress we are supposed to set the example that we want our children to have for their families that they will have in the future. And in this episode right here, we wanted to discuss a few things about the order of the household whenever it is concerning those very children. So 
Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Can there really be order in a household with children? <laughs> well, that is what we're here to talk about today. I think, and I apologize I think if so. there's any, like, if you're actually watching this video on YouTube or any other platform that you can see us, because there may be some yawning. <laughs> it is really late. <laughs> Our right kids now. are all asleep. It was the only time we could get, but we're doing it. So we, we do <laughs> have a fairly good bedtime routine, but we live in a fallen world, you guys, and the routines just don't always work out. So <laughs> the or kiddos were up a little later less. than normal. So yeah, it's, it's starting at nine thirty right now, and I imagine this is going to take at least an hour to record. So That's we okay. need to we need to jump right into it. First off, I want to get this out of the way. It may be obvious to a lot of you, but children do not run the household. The parents do. Yes, I think we have really missed the mark when it comes to this in our society today, just by the looks of the current generation that's being raised up, even in our generation that was being raised up. We're just seeing people, young adults, um, and they have no respect. They have absolutely no regard to authority. They were raised in households that wanted softer parenting so that the parents could be friends with them. And as a result, they (laughs) grow up not respecting authority or having to learn at a age that is absolutely ridiculous how to respect authority. Eventually, they're going to have to respect authority of some sort. So we want to train our children up to respect authority, starting in the household, respecting our authority. We are the leaders of the household. Um, Yes. So do not become your children's best friend. That's not the goal of having children. I know one day when they're adults, you may very well end up being very close with your children. And that's that's what you hope for. But when they're young, you are the authority figure. And that's just, that's the way that God has designed it and laid it out for you. That's right. Hello again, fruitful listeners. As you know, we love to discuss topics that are generally not preached from the pulpit in our seeker-sensitive church culture. Together, we will be conversing on topics such as God, marriage, family, and sex, just to name a few, and how we can be fruitful in all of these areas, just as God intends. If you enjoy our content, please consider partnering with us and supporting this ministry by becoming a monthly patron. Simply follow the link in the show description and check out the different tiers and benefits that we offer supporters on our Patreon page. Thank you guys so much for listening. God bless you. All right, back to the show. So I want to get this out of the way. Yes, we absolutely adore and love our children. No one loves your children more than you do as their parents. And that's the way it should be. So when I say don't be their best friend, that does not mean that you should have more love for those kids than anyone else on the planet. Because I know we do. We love being around our kids. That's right. Our job (laughs) is not, however, to be their best friend. Our job is to provide them with what they need and um, train them up in the ways of God and understanding the love of God along with training them up in the ways of life in general as well. And I know when we have them, we think, oh, well, they're going to be our babies forever, and you'll hear that no matter what. You'll always be my baby. But you have to face reality at at some point, honestly, when they're very young. You need to face it, that you have been entrusted these children 
if you're blessed with at least 18 years, right, in your home, and you have to look at them in that mindset that they're going to be grown adults out into the world way longer than they're under your roof. Right. They're always going to be your child, but they are not supposed to remain a baby forever. So you need to keep in mind when having them and raising them up eternity. You need to have a heavenly mindset because that is what we're all preparing for, right? right. Our That's job ultimately as yeah. Christians is to raise up men and women that will go on to be fruitful. Our men and women alike are going to be raised by us to be disciples so that they can go out and then they can make disciples for the kingdom. And if we do not train them up um, properly, then your children are going to end up looking like the world, yeah, acting like exactly. the world, and they will not be image bearers for Christ. Exactly. So um, you felt. No. So <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> this actually leads us right into number two. In order for a household to bear good fruit, it must be peaceful. Um, in order for a household to be peaceful, children must be obedient and disciplined. We have a quote from Elizabeth yes. Elliot. What book is this? Joyful, this is Joyful Surrender, Surrender. Um, where she was writing. It's at the very end of the book. And she is addressing some discipline. And she says, A mother and father who love their children cannot allow them to go their own way. They desire for them freedom and joy, things that no fallen human being can find without instruction, example, and correction. Happy are they who obey his instruction, who set their heart on finding him. That's scripture. When children surrender gladly to the parents' instructions, it is sunny weather for all. That is so good. Yeah. I mean, I want my children, we all want our children to experience freedom, joy, happiness, but we have to realize that's not going to happen Unless they're raised in the instruction of the Lord and they're obedient. And that's and right. That try, does come with just try to have yourself a peaceful, joyful afternoon with children who are completely disobedient, running around the house, acting like crazy people, never yielding to authority, mm -hmm. disrespectful. Well, not just that. You have to have correction for dangerous situations. And if you don't. If your child well, yeah. doesn't respect you, like yeah, obviously. You're, you're probably gonna have some accidents in that afternoon too. Well, yeah, that's not <laughs> joyful or peaceful at all. No, that's uh, emergency room visits, which we did have one of those recently with our two year old. <laughs> so number two is we as parents are commanded to raise obedient children and bring them up in the instruction of the Lord. We see in Ephesians chapter six, starting in verse one. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. We must discipline our children starting out at a young age, as instructed through Scripture, and intermingled with discipline— you guys, is training them up in the ways of the Lord. Yes, and I love in that verse how it says it's the first commandment with a promise. And 
children understand things a lot better than we usually think they do. Yeah, we're finding and, that out daily with Asher. <laughs> and so if I were to sit down and pose this as a question to my son to let him, un- we do this all the time. We want him to understand where our discipline comes from, why we correct him. Right. If I was to say, hey, do you want to live a really long life? <laughs> he would say yes. Right. And who knows? He might say that's like 30 years old. How do I do that? <laughs> but he'd be like, how do I do that? And if you tell even a three, four-year-old, he's four, that you obey your parents, God says it right here in his word, they understand that. So make sure to get that across in your instruction to them. Discipline's not fun. Let them know that you as the parent don't think it's fun, but you think it's absolutely children, required of children you. Children love rewards. <laughs> they love some type of reward system. And it's kind of funny. You almost wonder if if God did make that command have a promise <laughs> because he knew that parents one day would have to say, the Lord said, obey me. And the kids would say, why? And the parents would be like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> now I, they have a promise to give. <laughs> because you won't be killed by your parents. Yeah, That's why. <laughs> exactly. You either <laughs> you obey me so you don't drive me so insane, I end up killing you. That's just accident. a joke, by the way. Yeah, it's totally a joke. Totally joke. That leads to this next point. We must discipline our children out of calm and self-control. Um, I wanted to read the scripture from James on anger. It says uh, in James 1.19, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. If we discipline our children out of anger, what are we really accomplishing? And this is where a lot of people... I think um, fear like like something like spankings or something like that or any kind of discipline. They fear these types of discipline because they've seen discipline in general be done out of anger and be done unbiblically and in an abusive manner as they were growing up. And as a result, they just choose not to discipline their children in any way, shape, or form. So we must, if we want our discipline to bear good fruit and produce righteousness in our child and righteous understanding of why we're even disciplining them, we've got to do it calmly and we've got to explain to them why exactly it is they're being disciplined and use that as a teaching moment. Yeah, and if you really want to think about this, I like to think of because I've always had a hard time with physical discipline. It's not an easy thing to do as a parent. I absolutely hate it. And I think that's coming from the right heart because I think I think about God and I think about when I hurt him or I do something wrong, I sin. And this is just me personally. I don't know. Maybe you can let me know if you feel this way as well. But I see him almost crying like I've hurt him. I've hurt my father. And so I can't imagine his discipline towards me looking at me with a scornful face. No, it would be out of love and to correct me and to let me do better. And so I feel like that's where our discipline has to come from, is from if you just look at your child with scorn and don't explain things, and it's abuse. Again, you have to have an eternity mindset whenever 
whenever it comes to anything, but it's even whenever it comes to discipline, because if you, you need to understand that your child, whenever they do something wrong, they don't fully understand the repercussions of what it is that they did, right? You're disciplining them because you know, whatever the circumstance may be, can end up in a far worse circumstance if this happened differently whenever they they were a little bit older. So you're trying to train them whenever they are young to prepare them to not make those same mistakes whenever they're older and the consequences are more dire. And that's exactly what God would see anytime we sin against Him or do something wrong. He knows the depth of the consequence um, that would come from justice being served over that sin that we committed. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11, tells us that for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Discipline is absolutely necessary in this life (laughs) for all of us. It's a requirement that we teach our children that through us, and I think that it's a part of the fruit of self-control. Right. And your kid is going to learn that through seeing you discipline. Now, right. we are not in this episode going to be getting into specific methods of discipline. Like we said, we have we have three children, four, two, and two months. We're not saying we're experts in any not field of discipline. Close, and no. to be honest, we've dedicated a lot of our reading this year to saints and their books on discipline and and teaching your kids to fear God. We plan surely God. later this year having some more specific content on uh, disciplining your children in a based on way. things that we've read. But yeah, we are in no place to tell you exactly what form of discipline, what types of discipline you can use. I could probably tell you some that won't work, but uh, <laughs> but what we're getting but that at that point is to discipline is them. To discipline, period. Them. Yes, um, and you want to get it right because. You you don't want to be abusing your child. You do not discipline them out of anger. That is unbiblical. Yes, completely unbiblical. Um, but And it doesn't produce good fruit at and all. And you also have to know your children. That is something that I can tell right now. My four-year-old is Every completely different. different than my two-year-old. We just had an instance literally 20 or 30 minutes ago uh, where we had to discipline our, our younger child, Callum. Not the <laughs> yeah, not, not the two-month-old. <laughs> I told you to sleep. <laughs> no. Just go to sleep. No. But yeah, our our two-year-old, not the two-month-old, our two-year-old needs, I don't want to say completely different discipline, but kind of than than Asher. And it's not just because of an age gap. It's, it's because they have different personalities and some are tougher to discipline than others. I'll just say that. Let's move on to number three. Not only are we to discipline our children, but if we want to raise them up in a way that they bear fruit for Christ, then it's our responsibility to teach them the ways of God and what's expected of them. I can't stress this enough, you guys. If your child isn't learning the ways of God, if your child isn't bearing the fruits of Christ, of a Christ-centered life, this falls on the parents, uh, namely me, and in our case, the father, as the spiritual leader of the home. Now, this isn't to say that 
you're guaranteed your child is going to be an amazing Christ follower when he leaves your home. No. But you need to know, I did my part. And you need to know when they leave that there's no regret on your part, that you showed them the way of the Lord, and that won't right. be held against you when you're you know, at the throne of God one day. I, I know that God can use a child. I want, I want this to reassure you that God can use a child that came from a broken home right. with no Christian discipline, with no Christian morals. And he can also use a child that came from a Christian home, but you want as a Christ follower to set him up for success. That's not saying, that's not to take any credit away from Christ because he's just using you as an instrument. But we were commanded to raise our children up in the ways of the Lord. It's ultimately the child's responsibility as he gets older to to stay in the will of God and in God's sovereignty also he works on the heart of our children whenever the, as they get older. Our responsibility is to plant the good is seed. Is to plant the good just seed. Like just said like we said in the cold Spurgeon open. said yeah. in the cold open. So. Yeah, because we're in a fallen world. We're born with evil seeds, sin in our hearts. Even those beautiful little babies that we take home, that's how we're born. And we right. are to plant the good seed. So in what ways do we bring our children up in the Lord? First and foremost, they learn from us about Christ and and expository fashion. It says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 9, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them whenever you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. First off, what it's saying is we must be reading and explaining the Word of God to them straight from Scripture. Like I said, in an expository manner, we need to be going through Scripture with them understanding, helping them to understand it, explaining the difficult passages to them, answering any questions they may have just straight from Scripture. I actually listened to a sermon recently from Paul Washer, just a clip from it, and he said this verse, and he said, it's great, go ahead, you know, put the Scriptures all over your house, do all these things. You can do all that, and if you don't bear the image of Christ, if you do not have joy and love in your home, and if you do not, this is the big one, if you do not teach your kids to love God, then nothing else matters. They're not going if they don't love God, they're not going to obey his commands. That's right. And they have to see in you and your husband, your whole family needs to show a love for God. We're actually doing an episode. I think it's the next episode that we're going to be doing and it's kind of discusses legalism a little bit and what we want to make sure we don't do while raising our children is only give them the what to do's mm -hmm. this the thou shouts this is what you have to do because if we do not um, explain to them also God's great love for us the redeeming power of of Christ what he did on the cross for us the state of our being before Christ died for us and before we started following Him, they have to understand the entire picture 
so that these things we are telling them to do, which aren't just rules, they are the will of God. And ultimately, we want them to follow the ways that we teach them from Scripture out of a love for God, not because they think that if they do all these things, it's going to make God love them more. Does that make sense? Yes, I really think that, and this is honestly one of my biggest reasons for doing this podcast, is the fruits of the Spirit have to be displayed in your home That's right. for you to look like Christ and for you to actually show a love for God. If you if you go around always looking irritated or you're legalistic because, well, I don't drink. My kid's never seen an alcoholic. <laughs> okay? But like, it's like it's do great you, not, you don't drink, but yeah. you never smile. And you never, never smile. Laugh. You never laugh. There's no tickle time. There's no fun for your kids. Our kids need to see peace and they need to see joy in their parents every single day. They need to see love between me and her. Yes, love on display. They need whenever we talk about God to, yes, there are obviously lots of hard points when talking about God, but they need to see us talk about uh, the saving grace of God They need uh, to see us talk about how God is our fortress. They need to see us talk about the providence of God, all the good things about God, too, not just the things He tells us that we need to do. And they need to understand that the things that God told us to do are for our own good and not just these rules that He just aimlessly made up for us to follow. Does that make sense? Yes. If we raise our children in that way to understand the proper reasons for the things that we're teaching them, then they are more apt to want to do them. They will want to be like mom and dad. They will want to have a household that looks just like the household they were raised in. And I have news for you. If you call yourself a Christ follower and you're too uptight to laugh with your kids, I don't know what Christ you're following, but I don't think it's Jesus. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We actually do laugh a lot. I know sometimes (laughs) we talk about some rough topics on on this channel, and being in, in front of a camera in general and trying to get all of our points out as clearly as possible because the internet is a very dangerous place where if you say one thing that you don't mean to say, you can't just take it back, right? It's mm-hmm. on the internet now. So um, a lot of times I'm I'm like hyper-focused on what it is I'm trying to, what point I'm trying to get across. And um, I may not seem like I'm always super joyful if it's not a joyful topic, but we are. Yes, we're very joyful. Yeah. And if you want to witness us a little bit down yeah, in a more down to earth <laughs> and to see our family then check out our YouTube channel um, yeah. formerly known as Toops Time but it is now our fruitful family and if you're listening to this podcast on a different flat platform go subscribe you'll love yes, getting we do to see lots our of fun family vlogs all, totally random I mean there's no rhyme or reason to them it's just one day we'll just be doing something fun and we'll be like hey let's film it for everybody mm-hmm. and Make and a fun video. Some really and it's cool. memories. We we initially started doing it because it was just really good memories for us and a way to show our family that lives out of state, our our children and stuff. And 
and people just really liked them. So now we share lots of different things like that with you guys. Moving on to number four, in what ways, here's the light at the end of the tunnel, you guys. <laughs> in what ways does a disciplined child aid in the home producing fruit? In many, many ways. I don't know about you, but I want a child that's obedient and respectful for all of these reasons that we're about to list. And one of the number one one, number one um, ones. The one one. <laughs> the first <laughs> reason or the, uh, <laughs> the first very evident way um, that our disciplined child helps produce fruit in the home is through helpfulness. Yes. A their helper. Um and <laughs> especially as they get older, Asher is four and a half years old and he is an extremely helpful child already. And yes, and if they're not used to obeying you, if you haven't enforced being obeyed, then when you ask them to do a simple task, why would they do it? Exactly. There's no reason. And so they're not going to be helpful if they're not disciplined to listen to you in the first place. And eventually when they realize, hey, mom asked me to do something and I did it. And that made mom really happy that I did it and I didn't complain about it. Mm -hmm. And I just listened to her. That made her really happy. I'm going to do that again because I want to make mommy happy. Yes. And one thing that we have a system that we're going to talk about in our From the Vine that we've been using. But if you reward them for helping, then what I've noticed with Asher, and I'm sure this just gets better and better as they get older and can help more, is that they start to see what needs to be done. And then you don't even have to ask anymore. They go do it. And so the example that I have for that is Asher, um, every morning when we go get, when we go to sit down for breakfast, I'm like, I need y'all's cups. I'm going to fix y'all some orange juice. And I was asking him, please go get your cup and your brother's cup out of your room. Yes. And so he did that for a few days. Well, it just shocked me the other day because he brings them in there right before we start breakfast, sits them on the counter, don't say like, anything. Well, oh, so. I already went and got them for you. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> yep. He, um, all sorts of just little things like we come in the house and he shuts the door behind us or he locks the gates mm -hmm. behind us or just whatever. It's little things, but ultimately ask, can I help with every this? little thing like that adds up yeah. and it's it's super helpful. Like just this morning when I was doing my Bible time, he had brought his pillow in there, which he never does. He wakes up at like 530 in the morning. He's our early bird. But he comes in yeah. there and he says, hey, mom, why don't you use my pillow? And I was like. Thank you. Well, thanks, son. Yeah, so I used it to prop my Bible up. One that we can't look over and take for granted or think of it as petty are the prayers of our kids. You raise up a child in the ways of the Lord and disciplined. Instruction of the Lord. Mm -hmm. You're going to be surprised how prayerful they are. They learn from watching you um, how to pray. Yes. And Asher, there's so many proud dad moments whenever I hear Asher praying. And our bedtime prayers. It's pretty awesome to hear what comes from his mouth because there's a time where Cody like lets him pray at the end. And he will spend five minutes going through the things he is thankful for. And I don't rush him. No. And he Honestly, really thinks it, about it. My son, Asher, it blows my mind some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth whenever he's talking to God. Not that he tries to say the exact prayers as I do, but the content of his prayers, the heart 
It's like my heart is rubbing off on him, you know? Mm-hmm. He sees your love for God and how you talk to him like a friend, and he wants to do that. And he will even bring up in the day th- certain things he wants to pray for. And, th- and we pray all the time. Prayer is a part of our normal daily routine with our children. That's and you one can of the always blessings. pray more. It's one of the blessings about being yeah. home with him as a mom. You would miss those opportunities if I wasn't there. If they were just sent off to daycare or, you know, being watched by someone else, I would miss all those little moments that I get to pray with him throughout the day. teaching moments. Because you don't just pray at bedtime. That's right. You're supposed to pray without ceasing. You need to teach that to your kids. They pray over meals. They'll volunteer to pray when tragedy strikes. So if something happens to a friend or something happens to a family member, we find out about it. I'll be reading uh, YouTube comments. I'll be reading um, Facebook comments, Facebook posts in regard to people who need prayer. And I'll I'll pray for them. And he witnesses me doing that now and witnesses mom doing that. Mm -hmm. And... Now, whenever someone needs prayer and we mention it, he's like, let's pray for them right now. I'm like, okay. So if you are in a position where you're witnessing prayer from your children and you're witnessing helpfulness with a a kind heart, that's great. That means that you are probably doing all of this right. The instruction of the Lord is there. Ultimately, we can never take all the credit for it. No, yes, yes. You Um, planted the seed. But yeah, that's definitely shows that you're doing something right. God listens to the prayers of our little children. So if we raise them up to be prayerful people, that benefits our family greatly. The children will lead by example. What do I mean by this? This is very helpful. In Asher's case, for instance, we have two younger siblings, one that could so young that could care less right now, but there's one that's two years old and he wants to do everything. Wants to do everything. Big brother does. Yeah. So big brother, if he is raised up right, that takes stress off of us. And why is that? Because big brother teaches little brother things. Not always good things, but he teaches little brother things whenever we may not be there to teach Mm -hmm. them this certain thing, whenever they're playing by themselves or something. And if Asher, for instance, in our case, our oldest son, were to grow up and not be disciplined by us, what is he going to teach his younger brother? Mm -hmm. He's going to teach him bad habits, right? But instead, for the most part, he's teaching him good habits. He's teaching him all of the morals that we've been teaching him um, since he was born. Yeah, that poor first child. <laughs> but really, if if you do it right, that's probably going to be the hardest one to get to get it all out because it does help. It does help that they see the other siblings doing it. So now they know this is how we behave. And if we, we don't. We by no <laughs> means are perfect right now, parenting wise, but I will say we are leaps and bounds ahead of where we started. And while yes, we learned on our eldest son, he's, he understands now. Yeah. He's, he's wonderful. Oh he's, He's in a good place. It's definitely God doing the work on his heart. Using us as Um, his instrument. But he did use us to plant that seed, and we couldn't be more grateful. 
last good fruit that we get out of raising children this way is peace, love, and joy are in a home with obedient children. So what does this look like? You won't have a home full of selfish humans only looking out for their own interests. They are willing to share and see the needs of the family as a whole instead of just their own needs. So you have, you're raising up children in a way that they bear fruits of the Spirit and just as Christians are called to do. And this can only be beneficial to the home. One thing that I did want to mention was that a home that has children that are being brought up in the Lord, those children will start to, they'll start to know Scripture and want to read Scripture more. Right. Their mind, because it's not been polluted, it's not, you know, they, they have a, a child has a very simple mind sometimes, and that that's what it takes sometimes to provoke new ideas. Right. And they will inspire you, mom and dad, to look at things differently and to embrace God and see Him in different ways. I know, like, just my son, since he's been like Asher, since he's been very small, we would always say things and take in the beauty of God around us. And so he's he's very aware of things. And he'll be like, look at this creature, Mom. Look how God made it. Isn't this neat? And it makes you say, you know, I need to reflect on that. Everything I, everything I see every day, I should be like, wow, God ordained this. He made this like this. And it's just awesome because if you're bringing your children up in Christ, they can also teach you ways of the Lord. And it's, it's just awesome. It really is the way that God has it all sorted out. That's why in, in certain ways we are called to be like little children, you know? Yes, definitely. Especially when it comes to... Um, to the spirit and whenever it comes to faith. I had another hat tip moment from Children's Church the other day. Oh, yeah, we had a couple. I guess we could share this. Yeah, just to give you an example of of the kinds of things that raising your child up this way, other people take notice as well. And, again, it's not to toot our horn, but, but it, it is to good. it does feel good. It do, we are as Christians we are to encourage each other. We should encourage other Christians whenever we see them doing something right, you know. And we were encouraged the other day. You always as parents have moments where you feel like you are just failing. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, I'm doing nothing right. Uh, maybe there's just been why is Tons my kid acting this way? Yeah, no, no real good exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe you've had to discipline your child over and over and over, and they just seem like it it's seems like you're talking to a wall half the time. So when someone encourages you, it feels good, and it does just that. It encourages you. I must be doing something a little bit right. Let's. I, I got this. You know. Yeah. So that and, happened with us this weekend um, after Asher was in his class at church. The teacher told us that Asher is so sweet, and we were telling a Bible a Bible story, and Asher added in information that they hadn't even told because he already knew the story, and he knew more of the story than they were even going to discuss, and they just yes. thought that was so awesome, so awesome enough to that someone else came and told me later in the day, oh, they were talking about how great Asher was in uh, class, and I was like, oh, really? <laughs> it made us feel really good. Yes, yes. And and also that's not all. That's not all us telling him. Cause we're not. 
I don't know every single detail of every single story in Scripture, and I'm not just always talking about it. But I mean, the, the content that we might let him watch or read, for instance, also benefits him in that way to where he may be in a situation like that in, in class where he knows some things that other children might not know that don't get exposed to the same type of teaching. So Yeah, and I have to share this because this is a huge fruit. This is the fruit you want your children to be bearing, and that is leading others to Christ and being bold for oh, spreading the gospel. And Asher, just a couple months ago, we were having something in our house, and we had someone a birthday over, party. Yeah. yeah, and we had someone over, and they were talking about how they're bored and they don't have much to do. And he immediately, he's just sitting there and he jumps in, well, you should read your Bible. Do you read your Bible? That's what he said. And <laughs> her, I'm pretty sure. Put this person it, on the spot. Yeah, it put the person on the spot. But we I didn't want, really know them. But I love that. <laughs> I want my my children to be bold for Christ. And just like what she said earlier. I didn't your feel child, comfortable saying that, yeah, your but child, he did it for me. <laughs> your child can encourage you in that way. It's like, wow, that little yeah. four-year-old just straight up asked her i should have asked her already. yeah here i am skirting around the topic and he just straight up there you go <laughs> there you go mom <laughs> did it for you mom yeah. well you guys that is it for this talk but don't forget for our tier three and higher members on youtube memberships and on patreon the episode isn't over we have some practical how we do it in our family type tips on our From the Vine episodes mm -hmm. over there. So a little bit more on how we're kind of um, using a discipline system and just some more really good information for you guys. Exactly. Different things that we are doing in our parenting that we are seeing that does work, specific yes. to our family at least. So if you guys are interested in watching that, head over and subscribe to our uh, tier three or higher on our like i said youtube membership or patreon it really benefits us it does it, that's what a encourages us lets us know that what we're talking about is worth listening to and b it helps pay the bills and it helps um, push this ministry forward so that we can continue to and bless others with what God's blessed us with. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed it, if you're on YouTube, subscribe if you haven't already. Hit the like button. Leave Comment. us a, a good review on all of the podcasting sites. And join us for our next episode. See you on the next one. God bless you guys. Bye.